This is the story of the first time I was hospitalized for hypo or hypoglycemia or a very, 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 very low blood sugar. February 14th, 2014. Started off as a normal day. Went to work and kind of all went south around lunchtime. And that's when it started. For some odd reason, I totally miscalculated the carbs in my lunch. I still remember what I had. It was wings. And for some reason, I thought that those barbecue wings and the soda had like a hundred carbs in them. And in actuality, there was probably only about 40, maybe 50. And I mean, that's basically just the soda. Barbecue sauce doesn't really have, I mean, there's carbs in it, but not like I was thinking. So yeah, I totally miscalculated that one. So here I am thinking I'm having a hundred something carbs for lunch. And I'm not. So, with my carb to insulin ratio, plus whatever my sugar was at the time, I ended up taking probably about 15 units of insulin. That might sound like a lot. Probably doesn't sound like a lot. But if you're going to eat and compensate for it, then no, it's not a lot at all. Because see, if you don't know, what happens in a normal person's body is when they eat their pancreas produces insulin. And that insulin attaches itself to the sugars and decomposes it in your bloodstream so that there's not a bunch of sugar in your blood. Well, type 1 diabetic here, so my pancreas doesn't work. So instead, I have to manually put the insulin in to then go attack the carbs and the sugars. And the thing is, when you take too much, it's not good which is essentially what happened. And so, of course, it didn't happen right away. Usually, insulin probably takes about 15 to 30 minutes to start working in your body. So, within that time, I've already eaten. I've had my sugary, not diet soda. So, you know, once the insulin starts working in my body, there's carbs and sugars and all that other good stuff in my body. So the insulin's just attaching itself and breaking it down and doing what it's supposed to do. And then it gets to a point where, well, there's no more sugar for it to attach to. And so that doesn't do good on the body. So what happens on my end and from my memory is I was working as a technician. I was working on cars. And I remember it was a used car that came in. I remember changing the oil. And then that's where my memory starts getting fuzzy. I was kind of coming in and out. And I remember being like amazed at this truck because it was huge. It was like a GMC Sierra or something, but it was big. And I remember being like, whoa, this thing takes eight quarts of oil. That's so much. And I mean, yeah, eight quarts of oil is a lot, especially at the prices they are now. But 
I mean, it, it shouldn't have been something that I would have been surprised at. But I remember being surprised. And I don't know if you can hear that. My pump is going off. My shirt is kind of high right now. And then I kept getting in the truck, out of the truck, in the truck, out of the truck. I remember my coworker, he kind of turns around. He looks at me. He goes, hey, kid, are you okay? And I was just like, yeah, I'm fine. I mean, I wasn't. I kind of said I was. And so it was like close to the end of the day anyway. I remember just kind of being like, well, I changed the oil and changed like the wiper blades or something. Oh, it was a Friday. So it's also a Friday. So I'm trying to get out of there. Like my thing was leave work and hit the gym and then go home. So I finally got to about 4.40-ish. I was like, I'm going to leave this here. I'm going to leave it for Monday. I changed the oil. And then I remember thinking, something doesn't feel right. Like, I feel off, and I couldn't pinpoint it. And I just said, whatever. But I do remember going to clock out. And when I went to clock out on the work computer, for the life of me, I couldn't remember my password. And I finally got it right. And I remember the boss looking at me and he goes, you okay? Because you seem a little off. I don't, I don't remember what I said to him. Then I thought it was weird. And I said, huh, you know, as I'm walking to the car, I'm like, it's weird that I couldn't remember my password. I should know my password. And then I said, oh, you know what? I think my sugar's low. And so I said, okay. Well, I can't go work out with a low blood sugar. Duh. So I said, I'm going to go get something to eat, which to a normal person, that kind of makes sense. So literally like not even, I can't even say down the street from the job. It's like 0.02 miles. It's literally 30 seconds from the job. There's a Burger King and a McDonald's. Burger King comes up first. So I got in the car and I said, okay, I'm going to go to Burger King and grab myself something to eat so I can go work out. Because again, you can't work out with a low sugar. It's not good. So I go to the drive through in Burger King and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. I don't remember how many cars there were. Said, why am I waiting in this line for Burger King? This line is too long. I'm not going to wait for this. I'm just going to go to the gym. So what did I do? I got out of the line and I just, to this day, I still can't believe that I did that, but I wasn't thinking I wasn't in my right mind. And I know that, but you kind of think like, how did you not know that? Someone living with this disease who knows what could happen and should have known what was actually happening had no clue no idea so i leave burger king and i start driving to go to the gym well the next thing i remember is hearing my uh, cd player radio i was in the car whatever i was playing a cd and my window was down 
And I'm talking to this guy and he's like, you know, are you awake? Are you with it? What's going on? And I'm talking to him, but then I'm also singing and he's asking me questions and he's asking like who I was, if I knew where I was. And he's asking me for my license, for my registration. Turns out it was a cop. And I remember I like pulled out my entire glove box and it's, I mean, it's literally not funny, but it is. I handed him every single piece of paper in that glove box that I had. I'm like, is this what you're looking for? And he would take it. He'd be like, no, I need your registration, buddy. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that is. Is this what you're looking for? Is that what you're looking for? And then I pulled out my CD case and I'm like handing him the CD case. I'm like, is this what you're looking for? And eventually we get to the registration. And so I give him the registration. I don't remember giving him my license, but I gave him the info and he, uh, he took it, ran it, did whatever, got my name and then i remember him saying the paramedics are here so he's like hey you know we're gonna we're gonna get you out the car can you get up and i was like yeah that's no problem but you got to get me out of the seatbelt because the seatbelt is holding me in then the next thing i i remember i'm in the ambulance and they've got the sirens going and I look up and I see an IV in my arm and I go, oh, no, you got to be careful. So the paramedic says, why? I was like, this IV has glucose in it and I'm a diabetic. And he laughs and he goes, well, good. That's what we want, because we just tested your blood sugar and it was 25, I think he said. And I was like, oh, no. He tested my sugar again on the way to the hospital, and it was like 49. So he's like, okay, it's going up. We're on the right track. And then I remember asking, do you have any special request? <laughs> and I forgot what he's. Oh, he said he wanted to hear uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think. But basically, I told him, I was like, I know what song I want to sing for you, and I can't think of the words. So I'm just going to keep singing the song that I was singing. He was like, that's fine. And then probably about halfway to the hospital, it kind of kicked in. I was like, wait, these are sirens. And he's like, yep. And I'm like, I'm in the back of an ambulance. And he's like, yep. And he's like, do you know what happened? And I'm like, no. And he kind of told me a little bit. And I literally broke down in tears and was crying um i just I, I couldn't believe it i was in such a shock i i couldn't believe like it, it it happened and it happened to me and it's just how could i let this happen i felt so disappointed like how could i let this happen but i remember getting to the hospital and by that time my sugar had gone back up to like the 80s so like at this point i'm kind of more fully aware of what's going on i know where i am I know how I got there. Still a little fuzzy on some details, but I'm, I'm coming back. I'm coming to my memories kind of keeping up. And so 
they got me inside the room, inside a room, they admitted me. And then the, the police officer comes in. And so the police officer came in to check on me, talk to me. And from all the things that I don't remember, from what he said was when he got the call, was that some random person saw me in my car on the side of the road and they stopped went to the car looked and they're like yeah there's some there's a young kid in his car he looks like he's awake but i'm not sure but i don't know what's going on and they called it into 911 and he was the, the closest officer and he took the call and he kept saying, he said, I knew you weren't drunk. He said, somebody else might've said you were drunk. He's like, but I knew you weren't drunk, but I didn't know what. And I was like, well, did I show you, did I show you my, um, my, my, my wrist? Because I was wearing a, a medical alert bracelet. And he goes, no, you, you didn't show me your wrist. He's like, but just talking to you, I knew you weren't drunk and I knew there was something wrong and I was trying to get it out of you. He's like, it wasn't until closer to the end of the conversation that I realized that you were diabetic and your sugar was, you know, very low. And I mean, he, he's telling me this and I, I literally, I broke down again because um, I just, I just couldn't believe this. You mean just this, this random person, I mean who sees a car on the side of the road and comes to it and looks inside and just kind of says, oh, this kid might need help. Yeah, that, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. That doesn't really happen. So I broke down again. And then on top of all that, now I can't even find my phone. <laughs> I know I'm looking for my phone and all this, but I was supposed to be on the way to the gym and on my way home. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten home until like after seven something. So it was probably like 530 or six o'clock ish, maybe. But point being, I now have to call my parents. And how do you call your parents? And tell them that, you know, you almost weren't going to be here. That somebody else almost made this phone call and it would have been a totally different phone call. How do you call them and tell them that the management of this disease that you've had for your entire life, that you made a mistake and that mistake nearly cost you your life? So, I remember asking the, the officer for a phone, and I couldn't even dial my mom's phone number. I broke down again. That's like the third time in a, you know, two-hour time span, guys. That's not normal. And so, the officer stayed with me, and, you know, I finally took a deep breath, tried to sound all normal and whatnot. I dialed the phone. And I, th I think I called the house first. Nobody picked up. So I called the cell phone. I called my mom's cell phone. 
And I was like, hey. She, you know, she answers, hey. And I was like, um, where are you right now? And she said, we're on our way to the the hospital. That was the fourth time I broke down within a two-hour time span. Because they already knew. Um, apparently, after the officer got the registration, he, I don't know, did a background check, found all our information, he called my parents, basically, and told them what happened, and told them which hospital I was going to, and so, they were already on their way, and I can hear them in the background trying to figure out the directions and which highway lane to get to. It wasn't the hospital that we normally go to. I was closer to work, which is closer to a totally different hospital. So she just said, we're on our way. Just, you know, we're on our way. So the officer stayed with me for a while. The EMTs had came and left, but the officer stayed until my mom got there. Um... Yeah, that was the fifth time I broke down in a two-hour time span. You know, it's very emotional going through a a hypo. You don't really realize that your body is going through something crazy. For me, it comes out in emotion, and my emotion is usually just crying. If crying is an emotion. And then, I don't know, we just embraced and hugged and, you know glad to be alive (sighs) and then you know all the doctors come in and ask you why you're there and what happened and try to make sure you're doing okay and i remember they gave me like a turkey sandwich or something and i don't know maybe about an hour's time or whatever once they saw my sugar was going back up and it was steady I think it ended up getting back into like the 120s or something. But they uh, they discharged me. And, um, well, then it was what happened to my car. Oh, and my phone. And, well, the car, they said they had, uh, they had it towed to a, uh, they had it towed to a local, uh, yard i don't know what you call those things i should i'm in the automotive business right i'm thinking a junkyard but it's not a junkyard because my car was i mean my car was junk but they told it to wherever people get their cars to the lot so went to go find the car the place was closed so we just we went home had a long hard conversation about taking care of myself and it wasn't that I wasn't taking care of myself. It was just literally a freak accident. And so we went back to the drawing board. So we weren't going to try to, you know, miscalculate things again, which it's kind of hard to say because however I calculated those wings, I obviously did it wrong. So we just kind of went back to basics of using flashcards and books and those things to double and triple check so that we weren't basing it off of one source, you know. We would get multiple opinions, so to speak, on the carb count. That way I could know for sure, okay, this is, should be an average of what I should be 
counting for carbs. Um, we made a new rule that before I go somewhere, I double check my sugar, which I mean, that should be a rule already, but you know, if you feel fine, you feel fine. But no, we, we made it a hardened rule that I would now text my mom what my sugars were before I left anywhere. I did get my phone back. The next morning we went to the uh, place where the car was and the tow truck driver said that my phone was in the car on the floor of the passenger seat. And so he picked it up and just in case that you know, I don't know, in case somebody saw it and was going to try to break in the car and take it or something. He didn't want to, he's like, it was a value, but I didn't want to just leave it out. So he like put it in his office for the night or something. But yeah, went back the next morning, got the phone, got the car. And yeah, that's the, that's the first time I was hospitalized for a hypo. And if I'm saying first, then that means there was more. Well, that's for a different podcast episode well i hope you enjoyed this week's episode and join me again next wednesday for another episode as i go more into my life with type 1 diabetes i hope you remember that none of this should be taken as medical advice but simply me sharing what has benefited me through my life and that you remember to always talk to your doctor before you change anything. Please feel free to hit the follow button or the plus button on your podcast player. And if possible, to leave a review or a five-star rating. If you would like to follow the podcast, you can do so on Facebook at my type of type one podcast or on twitter at my type of type one and also on instagram at my type of type one or you can follow me personally on instagram at stone underscore t1d underscore dad and you can always check out my website my type of type one podcast.com. Thank you and see you next week.